Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The year is 2003. Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie showed us how to live the simple life and graciously paved the way for the Kardashians to have careers. Oh my God, I have those DVDs. We need to watch them. I know, we need this. to binge. Um, the side note. Um, <laughs> Hilary Duff invented metamorphosizing with her album, Metamorphosis. <laughs> Sis. Uh, Michelle Branch had us all wondering, are you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> Christina Aguilera ended homophobia with a song called Beautiful. She did, though. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad homophobia is legal. Or, I mean, homo- <laughs> homophobia is legal now. Oh Thanks a lot. Um, and finally, Kimberly Caldwell was robbed of the American Idol season two crown. That is... Facts only. That is true. <sighs> wow, I just felt like a sting in my heart right? when you said that because I'd forgotten about that. I brought it up and again. this is totally random, but like, do you remember she had those like that one song that like never ever came out but it was like leaked she had three demos yes the demos leaked yes under under my skin yes uh yeah and uh he i think or cult something um we can definitely dm her and ask about them yeah send them send us the mp3s send us the mp3s anyway we're uh here to discuss um another living legend uh her name is Brittany Mm -hmm. jean spears Hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is, is our, our new, new Brittany. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no that's, that's not going to work. Hey, I'm T. Kyle. And I'm Bradley Stern. And this is It's Brittany, Bitch. A podcast for stands by stands, Dedicated to 20 years of the living legend, Brittany Jean Spears. And we're here to gather today to discuss 2003 mm-hmm. in the career of yes. Britney Spears. Now, 2003 is very special to both Kyle and I. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, Special is an interesting word, but continue. Uh, yes. Really cool and different. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. It was a. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. There we go. That's a better description. It was eye opening and closet door opening. Yes. Yes. This is the year that we emancipated, mm-hmm. due largely to the to the body of work known as in the zone. Yes. We both came out as straight males. Yes, that's <laughs> right. We did. We did. We heard um, toxic, and we were like, "This is so good and straight." Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is so. You came out this year. I came out so this year I. against my will. Oh, yes. Famously, <laughs> as is known everywhere, uh, Dad found the porn on the computer, oh. and it was just like, "Oh, that's an accident." But there's hundreds of files. Gotcha. I can't believe I kept hitting download. Uh, yeah, that was kind of. Uh, I went through the no. Don't worry, I'm by. Don't worry, like I'm gonna end up with a woman anyway. And meanwhile, my parents are just like, it's fine if you are. Like, it's right. fine. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then finally, I was like, I could be open to the idea of kissing a man. And then just full on explosion of gay. And that all happened at because of this discovery of cocky boys on your laptop? Y- yes. It, yes, they did find the cocky boys. Gay.com. Um, specifically... I want to say it was Kazaa porn for yeah, sure. And it was like probably Bellamy. It was definitely like Bellamy slash. Mm, 
God, what was it at the time that was hip and cool? Um, Bait bus? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Bait bus. Uh, I always wanted to Sean be... Sean Cody. Oh, this is not... <laughs> really... <laughs> what? This has nothing to do with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, I always wanted to be the guy that like hit in the back. <laughs> you were like, surprise, bitch, I'm sucking your dick. <laughs> oh! Oh my god, I'm sweating. I broke a rib. <laughs> yeah, I know that has been <laughs> when you went to the career counselor. You were like, like who do you want to be when you get older? The bait bus dick sucker. I want to be <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah. What were we talking about again? So sucking Why are dicks we here? in two thousand three. Oh my god. <clears throat> um Okay, so yeah, I came out too this year. Um it was the summer. And I was... Me Against the Music had not yet hit. No, I was secretly texting and messaging via Yahoo Messenger with this oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yahoo Messenger boyfriend. Who worked at the, um, the beach. Yep. And I would always see him. And he would, like, always ignore me. And so I told Hot. my friends, finally. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, like, that's the guy I'm talking to. And she's like, what? It was really awful. Ugh. So that was, like, a, a fail. An autumn goodbye. Yeah. And then the following year, I was like... You know, it continued, but this was the first yeah. uh, toe dipping. Oh, toes were dipped. Yes. Yeah. So anyway. 2003, for many gays, if you didn't come out this year, you were at least newly coming out, I think. If you're in of our generation, mm-hmm. which is not to shade anyone older or younger, but like there are a set of humans who had a very shared experience of coming out on or near this year. Yes. And therefore, in the zone, soundtrack to that experience. Mm-hmm. So we can just fast forward. Unless was there anything of the first half of two thousand three that we should really? Well, in the zone came out in the fall. In the fall, in November. which I always I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but with every Britney album, yeah, depending on what part of the year it came out, yeah, I always have a feeling, yes, like so. Like right now, it's starting to get cold out, and I always think of like the blackout, blackout demos. season, <clears throat> yeah, blackout, and also yeah. in the zone. Totally. Um, so that came out in the fall, but leading up to the album, yeah, there was a lot of other things that happened. That's true. We do get a special that was filmed before the album drop. Yeah. I mean, before <clears throat> any of the In The, in the Zone. Zone stuff happened, yeah. we got the VMAs this That's year. That's right. In that is true. We did not yet have Me Against the uh, Me Against the Music did happen, and the video was like about to happen, I think. But, like, obviously we didn't have the album yet or anything. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that moment. 2003 VMAs. For many people, this is the the peak of homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, Britney, Christina, Madonna, Missy, wedding, performance, Hollywood. Legends only. Legends on legends on legends on legends. Originally going to be J-Lo and someone else. Who said that? Yeah. Before Britney and Christina, originally J-Lo was in the mix. Wow. Madonna wanted Jennifer for the the kiss. MTV music group president Van Toffler confessed that Britney and Christina weren't necessarily the first choices. It was a long road to get them because they weren't necessarily the first couple of people who were on the list. This may be the first time it's revealed, but originally J-Lo was in the mix. That didn't happen. And the thing about Britney and Christina was they had history, so it was not easy to get them both on the stage. But since they both respected Madonna, she pulled that off. She had the pull. That is insane. I had no idea that that was a thing. Yep. And it would not have been iconic if it was anyone else. Nope. 
it had to be them. They had to be rivals. They had to be the the heirs, the the princesses of pop with the queen yes. of pop. And, and the fact that they were both in the wedding dresses, <sighs> like the, it just visually, and it was on MTV, and like their rivalry at that point, yeah, was hot. hot. Like we're not. Let's not even get into it because they're so. I mean, we oh. could go on and on. But at this she put point, her tongue in my mouth at the club. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the rivalry at this point is boiling hot, and so for the two of them to yeah. be out there, wedding dresses. Madonna's bitches, essentially. Yeah. Yes. There is so much symbolism and meaning packed mm-hmm. into this whole thing. It's really crazy. They are recreating her most iconic beginning VMAs performance and then remix and reimagining it to make it 2003. You've got all of their rivals, exes, and queer icons in the, in mm-hmm. the audience watching as we discussed, which are strategically placed with camera shots. Yes, these were strategic. Absolutely. Planned. You've got Avril and Kelly Osbourne, basically the punk foil to the pop girls, mm-hmm. who are just Sitting like, there, Meh. motionless. Yeah. You've got Paris, who's like, okay, yeah, work. She's loving it. Yeah. You've got the queer eye. Uh, you have Carson freaking out, representing the entire queer community with yes. his one queer out. And then, of course, the most iconic reaction shot is Justin, who without his own doing, steals Christina's thunder. Yes, and also sitting right behind him yeah. is Mary J. Blige. Right. Who who also <laughs> who has, a, has a iconic <laughs> moment talking about Brady and Christina. Yes, which, look up. Should we let them? Uh, we can just, we yeah. Let them. You guys look about Mary J. Blige talks about somebody's attitude problem. I don't like her. So that was also happening. So yeah. that was also strategically pointed shot. Um, yes, there exactly. So I actually saw this performance live. Well, obviously, we saw it all happen when it was happening in two thousand three. I remember very vividly as the kiss happened. I didn't even catch the the fact that Christina even was kissed. Really, like no, it, me like neither. I was so like shook by the Britney. I was shocked. I was. On, um, I remember I was on the phone. Yeah. with my friend. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. were both watching it together. Yeah, via. A dial-up phone. Yeah. And I, I ran into my my parents' bedroom, and my mom was doing laundry, and I was like, Brittany and Madonna kissed. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yes. And basically, that was everyone's reaction in the country. Mm-hmm. It was so shocking then. And now, obviously, it wouldn't be. Not really, but it, or at least like... I can't think of anyone on the same level right now. Right, I should say that. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, Drake and Madonna kissing like caused a lot of ripples for like very different reasons. Mm-hmm. But exactly, like the magnitude of it, being the queen of pop and the princess of pop at the time, passing of the torch moment mm-hmm. was the peak of pop culture. Um, and then poor Christina just yeah. also is also kissed. Yeah, they, they, they cut away from that. Cut away from that. She also got walloped in the head. 
by Madonna <laughs> at the one part where they, um, it's like, turn your lights down, you know, I got to be. And Madonna fucking whacks her. Like she turns and spins and like Christina gets clocked upside yeah. the head. And her mic was like not on at some point. It started out though. It started um, out that way. Mm-hmm. But then it, I think it, I don't know. There was something with the mic situation. Speaking of mic situation, mic positioning, Brittany putting it in her boobs was just everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we can break it down millisecond by millisecond. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. But as recently as this year, we went to a pop party in Brooklyn and they played it as part of the, the video. It's like a video party. And everyone in the bar stopped and watched and freaked out at the kiss. Mm-hmm. Like just... It is truly one of those lightning in a bottle moments where everything happened perfectly and shocked the world and history was made. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite VMA performance just because of the shock value and the meaning of it. Like it's so layered. Madonna's first performance and this performance all tied into one. And then you get that like just when the it, choice of song too. the choice of song was also because that wasn't really, mm-hmm. you know, um, American life praised was not praised. So, and so when Hollywood happened, it was just sort of mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. And just when it gets to that heated double kiss and like, you can't even take what's about to happen. Like Missy provides that. All right, everyone, like yeah, let's breathe. have some fun. Yeah. And you like do this little hoedown with everybody. That's really fun and fierce. And then they get together and these are the biggest pop stars in the world. And they declare music stations always play the same song. We're bored with the concept of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Switch, turn the station, change the channel. Oh, God. And it's that great. part, like, basically just makes me full climax. So, I mean, I listened to the live from Madonna's uh, remix. She put, has a studio version of it. Or uh, not even studio, a, uh, a, a recording of it. Uh, where? It's on um, her compilation. Are you kidding? Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. It's, Why did uh, I not ever know about that? Um, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. It's called Hollywood. Uh, yeah, da, 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 da. Hollywood. Like a Virgin Hollywood f- featuring Christina Aguilera. <gasps> okay. <laughs> um, on Perfect. Remixed and revisited. Perfect. Inspired. Remixed. Inspired. Remixed, reimagined. Still, still iconic. So that performance made me gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, made everyone gay. There's really nothing else I can say beyond that i can't even think of anything else from that vmas no much like the 2007 vmas like that happened and then it was like a fucking blur for a different reason but yeah that was a a defining moment in in gay culture what do you think about so then there was like reactions to it and there was different feelings eventually christina would go on to say that like that happened it was in the past and like i wouldn't really do it again Mm -hmm. she really tried to downplay it she knew how it came off for her, which well, was this know. was also an interesting time because Brittany had just broken up, broken up with um, Justin, right? And Christina this year then went on tour, strip tour with Justin, strip justified, and this whole thing had happened. I mean, yeah. and their feud was so hot at this point. Uh-huh. It is kind of crazy to think that they ever even agreed to get on the same stage together. It is. While this was all going on. It's literally that they were Madonna's bitches. They were yeah. just like Madonna was like, you're doing it. Yeah. Or you will never have a career again. Right. <laughs> and then she sucked Britney's life out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I couldn't love this performance more. It was a really good way for Madonna to like, have a moment with American life because she was so hated 
story. Like her political thing then was mm-hmm. not cute yeah, as it would have been in 2018. Well. Yeah. So she, f- she found a way to make it work. Um, yeah. So at that moment, at the same time comes me against the music, the Madonna collaborations kept coming me against the music, not my favorite lead single, but more meaningful than anything yes. like passing of the torch part two. So the video for it, even before the video though, to yeah. back up just like, Oh the, yeah. 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 I remember the one thing I remember a lot about this year was there was a lot of MTV special stuff. So yeah. it was like, there was that special that she had where it was the build up to in the zone in where, the zone and out all night. No, this was um a different one. She has like the hat and like the, it kind of looks like a wig under it, uh-huh. but she's talking about the album Oh, and oh. it's like a behind the scenes kind of just like whatever. Yes. They don't get much bigger than Britney Spears. In the zone. This is Britney Spears. Britney is back. If she ever really went away, everyone wants a piece of her, and we've got her. We ask the tough questions. Did you feel like there's just not a place for me anymore? And get some surprising answers. Ah, that's horrible. As once again, all eyes are definitely on Britney Spears. And we can jump into the album next. Yes. But I felt like this is the first time where she was super involved. Yeah. And they captured that. Oh, yes, because we also get her sitting down at the piano. Yes. A lot of, there was a lot of specials this year. There were a lot of specials. Yeah, that's right. We do see her like behind the boards talking about making the music. Mm-hmm. Um, and writing. And writing. Should we just jump into the album? We should. In the Zone. In the Zone. Let's talk about it. I mean, In the Let's Zone. Let's get In the Zone, if you is, will. Yes. In the Zone is the first album that is part of my holy trinity, yes. that I call it. Yes. It is one of three. Yes. Well, duh. Fucking trinity, obviously. Um <laughs> In the zone, blackout, and glory. And this is the first. And I will just say from the get-go, In the Zone is, was, forever will be my favorite Britney album Mm -hmm. because of the memories associated at the time and her involvement in the album and everything about this year. There, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) She has made a point. Um, Yeah, so it kicks off with Me Against the Music. Me Against the Music, yes. So I think we've discussed, I think, among Stan's agreed as one of the weaker lead singles yes is not an iconic song no it has iconic choreography though iconic Very choreography choreo. first choreography i was kind of able to get down is like <laughs> that like dun, yep. dun, 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 dun. i'm doing it right now really uh so madonna does uh in retrospect sound a bit desperate and i yeah. saying it as a diehard madonna fan things like it's just me and me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Hello. Because um, we do have the Me Against the Music <clears throat> um, solo version that exists. And it sounds perfectly fine, if not better, without Madonna. But it's important that she's on there for the legacy. Right. And it also, I felt like, made sense because of the VMA moment. Like, completely. Like, feel completely, like... I remember thinking, because obviously Britney was, like, my number one at this point already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I, at, at this point, I am not a Madonna fan. So yeah. back at the time, I'm like, I don't know any of her music. Yeah. So I didn't really know Madonna's work or whatever. So like you just knew like it was important that she was around, but yes. not like who this was. I knew that she was which a legend. Is, which is so rude. And that Britney yes. idolized her. Yeah. So I remember this point being like, oh my God, like this is crazy. Like yeah. my fave is working with her idol. And yeah. I, just thought, I thought it was a very epic moment, even yeah. though the song was kind of, eh. yeah. 
yeah, not the best, but I will say that we do get some good video moments. The the push against the wall is iconic. Mm-hmm. The cane between Madge's Vash. I love this video. Um, love the tie, corset, whatever outfit with the hat. Mm-hmm. A very memorable, I would say. Yeah. Uh, video. Very Similar memorable. Similar to you know like a cat suit or toxic moment. It's this interesting. One is very... Yeah, we she took the walls from this video to Vegas, which I think is quite shocking. She takes the me against the music panels, the wood panels, and she takes them around the world. She won't take the guitar. That's another story. But yeah, the walls made the rounds, which I think is really interesting. I mean, it's a cool scene that she's like running away from Madonna or mm-hmm. <laughs> like in this like wooden maze. I just, it's kind of shocking like that carried through after mm-hmm. years. And she also, this look kind of carried through to the tour. Yeah. Ionics, with like the red, yeah. it was like a pantsuit knee moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little more <clears throat> chicer from the previous year, which was like the crop top pant hat. Yes. yeah. This was like an upgraded. A little more sophisticated knee. Yeah, it was more sophisticated, I would say. Definitely. Yeah, this was um, her by far the most grown up she had ever looked thus far. She was still like a little girl playing grown up, but... There was an emancipation of mm-hmm. So, me against the music, we have deduced is, you know, I don't even think it like ages particularly well. No. But um, it did get an epic performance. It did. On the American Music Awards. Oh, God. Yes. This is one of my favorite Britney hair moments. Yeah. Not my favorite song, but she comes down from the ceiling <sighs> on a like rope. Yep. And drops down and does full Me Against the Music. It cuts into the remix, which I guess we can just get out of the way now because yeah, it's at the end of the In the Zone. Right. The, it's a little um, random. The Desi, or what is it called? Rishi Rich, Rishi Desi, Rich. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Rishi Rich, Desi um, remix, uh, giving it a Bollywood flair, mm-hmm. which is fun. Oh, yeah. And, and the look in this performance is amazing. Yeah. For like sure. The hair is just ponytail knee. Yeah. Extension knee. It's huge. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it is. So Me Against the Music. And then... Yeah, so Me Against the Music's first track. And then the second one is I Got That Boom Boom with the Ying Yang Twins. Shout out. We going to club. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do it. Oh. <laughs> um, I Got That Boom Boom is so good. That's my first the, opinion. The beat on this one is... Yes. It, this is uh, for all those Southern boys out there. Oh. Yep. <laughs> if you thought that, that she was uh, uh, experimenting with urban with boys and a few other tracks on Britney, this is truly the Ying Yang twins and Britney. Like, and as we will see, she also collabs with Snoop in a ill-fated video. But yeah, she totally took it there. Yeah, my Crunk favorite me. memory of this song is her performance at TRL. She also did Me Against the Music, yeah. but more yeah. memorably for me was this song. TRL, Outside. Yes, yeah. and it was like in the middle of Times Square. Low-rise pants. Oh my, yeah, the, the pants were literally pants were about, about to, to fall show off. the badge, yep. And um, yeah, and it was just so good. And I remember this was like when I started having dreams about moving to New York. Mm-hmm. And there was... I feel like there was a theme throughout this entire year with her where she's, you know, performing at 
you know, performing in New York and yeah. the TRL performance. And living I here. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's why sh- there was so much New York. And at, n- at night, I've been trying to make the time to like, if in like in New York or whatever, at night, I just go walk on the streets by myself without telling anyone. It feels, it's like a really cool feeling and no one's out there. And I have like a lot of people do stuff for me. So when you turn 21, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to this person's hotel tonight and I'm going to go in and check in myself <laughs> and I'm going to do it. And it's going to be, you know what I mean? It's, it's a cool feeling. I like and then later on um with one of the specials it was her all throughout new york but i remember yeah like similar to what you said how this this album has so many personal memories for you seeing this performance in times square i was like oh my god i want to i want to work there because yep. i always had dreams about working at mtv and then my fave was like performing outside and i was like oh my god i want to be up there i want to do, do that <laughs> <laughs> which i eventually would you eventually did that um boom boom forever yes and then track three we have showdown showdown is incredible i mean i i'm just gonna be like every song i'm like yes great great really cool uh, really amazing showdown is a really good uh pre-game kind of song it's like very um gets you in the mood mm-hmm. uh really slinky sexy yeah i think we also have like haven't stated enough how in two years she just full-on goes sex like she yes. wasn't talking full-on like i don't really want to be a tease but would you undo my zipper please mm-hmm. i mean this is like sex party maturity yes so this is like as we're coming out she's like i'm having a lot of sex and i'm going to tell you about it mm-hmm. everything that the media like accused her of or called her she just like owned it and became that over sexualized pop star that you know she was is yeah so showdown to me screams sex and like also kind of janity janet jacksony um and yeah that line is is a killer from it and it's a great build up for the next track that's right which is debatably um the one of the top five best britney songs of all time top three sometimes top top one i'm yes i am also narrowing to top three as well um Breathe on me. Breathe. Uh, so breathe on me could be my favorite Britney song if you ask me on a certain day. But I don't have a favorite because I refuse to play favorites with my children. But <laughs> I, um, it is sex in music form. The beat is purely porn. It's just like so it like takes over your body. It does. It is the only song I is fun fact is the only Britney song I attempted to have sex to. Oh my god! But I started going to the beat, and I was like, I can't do this. I yeah, can't. that would ruin it. It ruined. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's always like, Oh yeah, like I I love listening to Britney like having sex. I'm like, No, oh, never. Because I would start nope. like being like, Yes, like nope. no, no, no. Uh uh-uh, uh, nope. No. I have never. <clears throat> I think I was like doing something to get naked because I was like blackout came oh. and I was like nope and I hit yep. next I yep. was like uh uh-uh, nope I can't because it's just like that it's almost like a family member is in the room I'm just like <laughs> absolutely not like she can't be here when we're doing this nope and what if it's bad and what it oh and then you're like breathe on me was playing yeah I have a, a song that uh, has was scar like I actually got like knots in my stomach for years my first like sexual experience when I was I wrote about it when I was um for or 15 and it was like Uta, like my my Japanese queen mm-hmm. and when I heard it 
years, even for years, it gave me like knots in my stomach to hear because yeah. it's like associated it really with a bad memory. Yeah. And Are I you can't like do a, that. You're like a visual, like, like yeah, visual sound, music takes smells, me somewhere. anything like, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I lost my virginity to yeah by Usher. Uh, so every time I hear it now, I'm like, I just can. You're like, yeah. I have a memory of my head hitting a surfboard. Surfboard? <laughs> a surfboard? Yeah, it's a long story. Uh, um, but yeah, so no no on the Britney songs. But um, anyway. No. Yeah, so that's like, it's funny. Yeah, she can make all the sex songs she wants. I'm never having sex to it. Nope, ever. So take that. Um, so Breathe On Me, the song itself, monologue. She quotes Lauren Bacall and says, monogamy is the way to go. Just put your lips together and blow. From when, in a movie, she says, you know how to whistle, don't you? Just put your lips together and blow. And that, like, that scandalized a nation. That line was, like, yeah, obviously. I didn't that, know was, that. that was from the 40s or 50s. Uh, I should look it up, because film Twitter is about to kill me, but... You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Interesting. Now it's like confirmed that that's where it's from. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that also just reminded me of what? Susie. What's whistling anyway? <laughs> you put your lips together and blow like this. Hello, Peppa. Oh like my God. this. <laughs> yes, Peppa Pig was inspired by Lauren Bacall. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And the movie was To Have and Have Not from 1944. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a famous line. So, I mean, 99% sure that that is what she's quoting. Probably. So there's that part, which is great. And then, as we'll discuss, it has my favorite performance from the Onyx Hotel tour. On the bed with checkered head dancer, simulating sex in a variety of positions, and then finally going in for that makeout, which is like... She's just kissing a lot of people this yeah. year and next year. Yeah. And um, is probably this song the only non-single to pretty much be on every single tour after this? <laughs> she loves this song because she gets it. Yes. And was also featured in her Instagram music video yeah. moment where she's just in a bikini hair flipping. She fucking loves it. She is not aware it wasn't a single. Yeah. She's Billboard just- Music Awards 2016. Breathe on me and touch my hand. She just thinks are full on singles. Yeah, they've been carrying forever the years, and um, I never get sick of them. Nope, nope, they are perfect. So moving on from Breathe on Me after the climax. Oh, and I should also say that the perfect part about Breathe on Me is like it simulates an orgasm. Like it literally builds that bridge. Mm-hmm. It's it has like an explosive end that is just like it just sounds like sex. Anyway. Yeah. What's that? Well, I've never heard of that. Never done it. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have a um, song called Early Morning, which is a definite come down from... Come down. The, the hangover anime. anthem. Yeah. She was shaking her ass... Uh, in the streets alone. In the streets. Just woke up. In the early morning. Yeah. Done with Moby, which is a, a plot twist. It doesn't... It does sound like him a little bit. I Just like with BT, it's sort of like, oh, so you can do pop music. That's weird. Mm-hmm. It's the first time she's ever been like really bad on record. Like she's like badly behaved. Yes. This is like party girl Britney yeah. was out all night misbehaving. In his own and out all night. And is like either sitting on someone's couch at 5 a.m. with a natty light. Yeah. And is <laughs> like, a oh, great. Yeah. Going to Dwayne Reed. 
Metadude contact here. She soundtracks the experience that a lot of young adults had at that time or were starting to have or about to have. Mm-hmm. Like college age, like fucking up walk of shame mm-hmm. that kind of vibe it's very new york city hangover moment yes the song totally because i mean here in the city it's a city that never sleeps like yeah. who hasn't been hungover or not even hungover yeah. but like the sun is rising and you're and like you're not oh, home yet yeah so <laughs> like, you just go to the diner yeah <laughs> uh completely it is that and she would later definitely do like a sequel in the form of blur mm-hmm. but more on that later People can take everything away from you. But they can never take away your truth. But the question is... Have you subscribed? You can subscribe to It's Britney Bitch here on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. And where can you find us on social media? Where can they find you, Brad? Oh, if you want to follow me, uh, follow me at MuMuse, M-U-U-M-U-S-E, on all social platforms. Lucky. I wish mine was all consistent. You can follow me... On Twitter, at TKyleMac, or Instagram, T.Kyle, or YouTube, TKyleM. She was not consistent. And what's the OnlyFans? Oh. oh, (laughs) um. (laughs) Next song, we have the the favorite of the straights. Straight fave. what I call it. Uh, Toxic. Heard of it. Um, Grammy award winning Award winning Did you hear that? Grammy Grammy Award winning Katie She may have lost uh, some of those in the past But this yeah. is her first This is her first best dance recording Toxic um, I I feel like people have made me hate this song Yes I Experiences in life have made me hate yes. this song It is a wedding song Bar mitzvah song Function song yes. Straight club song And the only song that people knew when we went to Atlantic City yeah. to see Piece of Me. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even really know why. I think part of it is because every fucking hipster, indie, social, singer-songwriter person decided to put an edgy spin on this song and do yeah. like, a, like a Halsey cover of it. And like that made it cool on The Voice. That made Melanie Martinez did it which Christina Aguilera sat through um, X factor, I think. And just everyone's got their like acoustic yeah. guitar version of toxic that yes. straight people can eat. And it's fine. I, as a composition itself, it's pretty cool. The sample in it, the edginess of it, I, but it's just like, we're so tired of it. Yeah. At this point in my life, um, 40 million years later, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sick of toxic. So sick of it. But I do remember at the time loving this making the video. This was one of the best making the videos. The video. Joseph Kahn. I mean, the diamond naked covered in crystals Mm -hmm. look is also just one of the most iconic Britney looks. Yep. She took her stronger 2000 VMAs Mm -hmm. and was like, okay, I'll actually give you that naked moment. Yes. She gave us uh, multiple characters. We know she loves playing them. She gave a little us bit a bit of a villain. A villain, a Tyson Beckford shirtless on a motorcycle. Another um, cat suit. Another cat suit. A good cat suit. Yep. This is a good cat suit. And uh, her own fucking backflips and choreo and the laser lights. Mm-hmm. And there was also a subtle dig at Crimea River in this video with the shower. 
and the guy uh, in the shower. Yes. And so it was kind of like, because she poisons the guy at the end. Yeah. And it wasn't a Justin lookalike, but you remember how in the in Crime Your River, it's like the shower, you see like... Yeah. The, the, she's like taking a shower yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So in this one, you get... It's a very quick cut of a guy mm-hmm. with a shower. And then she breaks uh, into the apartment. Yeah. And she flips up as Brunetney. Yeah. And then slips the poison. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, closes his mouth and she's out. Yeah, she bounces. So it is almost like... It's like a subtle... Yeah. Very, very, very subtle. Yeah. Moment of like revenge-ney. Yeah. Comes out. Yeah. I think, as you said, it was one of the best making the videos. And it's she has like really cute moments where she's using those suction cups and it like mm-hmm. breaks. And she's like, what? I'm trying to think of any more goofy moments from the making the video. Um, I think that's the one where they make her watch old ones too. I think they make her watch like her early making the videos. I think so. That one. Yeah. Uh, what we lack in like appreciation for the song in 2018, we, we still have our making the video. Yeah. Um, also, I will say credit where credit's due. Toxic does have one of the best dance breaks in the Onyx Hotel tour. Yes. I will say. Yes, it certainly um, does. And we get a good piece of me hair whip. Mm-hmm. We do get a good one. She comes alive for that little ferocious moment and gets tossed over. Has a fun moment there. And mm-hmm. the tree. Jumps off a tree. Got a toxic tree. But anywho. Anywho. We're sick of toxic. We're sick of toxic. I know that people listening are also sick of toxic. And yeah. if you're not, you're a fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Outrageous. The single that never was. Do you have any sage to burn? Um, Just yeah, saying the name. Actually, in we bathroom. should. I have, a hu- I have that huge chunk that you, you got do. from my house. Oh, yes. I literally did get you sage. Um, outrageous is cursed. It is, but it, it I mean. But I still stand it. Yes. Um, yeah, we can get the elephant in the room addressed. Outrageous is the song that arguably stopped a streak. Yes, like, it just, is. It, it stopped. It is the moment where. Perfection. Yes. Which is crazy to think about. But literally the dancing as we knew it stopped there. Yes. So it, the this is supposed to be the fourth single. Yeah. And during the music video shoot, yeah. she cracked like basically busted her knee and it was bad. Yeah, there's footage of it. It exists. She didn't just make it up. Like she literally just hits it and screams out and like goes down. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's bad. Um, She's on the slick streets of the city. Was also in the midst of the Onyx Hotel tour at this time. <clears throat> so, you know, this was like it was coming out in 2004 because yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know in the zone came out in november so yeah. you know it uh, like the the previous years the, the era kind of yes. transcends right. numerous years um but i will say a highlight of this song for me is the remix yes which um this is back when i used to have my own like websites on um Geo yahoo yes geocities and I used to use the Junkie XL remix as like my background <sighs> music. There are two Junkie XLs actually. There's um, Junkie XL whatever. There's one more like chill one and one that's like the the more common one. Mm-hmm. That's like, but there's like a chill one too of it that I like. But um, yeah, outrageous uh, as a song. I remember my ex when I played it for him in the car. He said, "This sounds like a drag queen song," and I was like, oh, "Thank you." What a compliment. Yeah. Right. We get a really fun performance of this later in the Onyx Hotel tour. Mm-hmm. Trench coat and my underwear is taken literally. Yes. Jumped over drama and I landed on my feet is a great line. Mm, it is. Also, um, B-Girl ain't lost the beat. She did not. She did the not. The beat is definitely there on this album. The beat is there. 
Um, outrageous is a bop. Uh, we can ignore that. I believe it was R. Kelly who did it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, next, uh, next song um, goes very, takes a turn here with yep. the next track, Touch of My Hand. A well, quite literal um, song title. You know, it's just, it's really about just, you know, like self-indulgence. And I just, <laughs> her explanations of the song yeah. were so delicate at this time. Yeah, it's a masturbation anthem. It is. She knew what she was doing. She wanted to do this. She loves it. Oh, yeah. She still performs it. I remember being scandalized in a good way, looking at the lyrics and being like, oh, touch of her hand. Yeah. I mean, this one, I think even more so than Breathe On Me. Yeah. Is like probably the most out there that she's at this point done ever. Completely. And it's like, you know, this was her as close as she was going to get to like erotica. Mm-hmm. Like this is as close as she's getting to saying like, express yourself with your, your sexuality is fine. It's okay. And this is like part of the whole, I never needed necessarily an empowerment anthem from her, but I was like, Oh, she's like kind of um, making it okay to be a bit of a freak in some yes. way. So that's why I've always loved it. And the, song itself is beautiful Mm -hmm. so she's done a lot of really interesting interpretations of the song live Mm -hmm. a lot of electronic knee yeah darker electronic knee on this album which i love she loves especially on the song really vibey it is very moody this album totally that's why i love it the next song the hookup ah and now we're not getting moody we're getting more like jamaican yeah (laughs) i to be honest, I did feel like this one was more of a filler from the album, even though this yeah. is great. Yeah. I love this song. It's almost like a soda pop. It's almost like, uh, it's just kind of out of left field. It's, it's just, um, like, Oh, it, it's just an explosion of dance floor. Goodness. Yes. Dance hall. She was definitely experimenting, I think with a lot of like new sounds here. And then this one is really probably the most out there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, but what I loved about this album though, is that she, correct me if I'm wrong. This was the album that she had the most writing credits on. Yes. Oh yeah. And was also very involved in terms of the producers and yeah, like this was her, she had her hand, her hand um, in other places, but she also had it um, in this album. Yeah. She's, she co-wrote all but four tracks. Yes. Yeah. And she was very instrumental in the process of picking the producers for the album. It's a very varied album, and I think that's why sometimes, like, maybe newer fans, I'm going to be shady, are, like, less into it because it's, like, not bops on bops, like, Blackout. No. But it feels more um, authentic to her. Yeah. Whereas Blackout can obviously feel very chilly and, like, removed. This is, like, oh, this is so weird still, like, her. Yeah. Yeah. And as a fan, I remember, too, it was, like, she had this, you know, superstar mega moment. Yeah. This is when the media, Justin Timberlake, you know, the world was kind of starting to turn on her. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a stan, then I remember really connecting with this album because I felt like I was seeing past all of that media bullshit yep. and like still getting to connect with her as a person because she was doing it now just through the album. She's like, yeah. versus, you know, you know, everything else was just like scandal, scandal, scandal. All they wanted to do was talk about, you know, drama with other people. Yep. And then this was like a look into her mind and into her world. Yeah. Via song. Speaking of song, the next one, also a co-write. 
Shadow. Shadow gets no love, even though nope. it is it is overshadowed by every time. It is. Um, but it deserves some love. And we did get a live performance of it in the Miami special, which was then quickly dubbed over with the which studio version. Needed to be. Well, um, let's be real. Well, yep. But so. <laughs> this is a haunting ballad. It really is. It's funny when I think of it, I think of the live version of it that she did on the yeah. yeah. But uh, it's so sad. It really is. But also, I will say, I think this is the production of the song. It's beautiful. It is like it's a very hauntingly beautiful song, and I would like yes. it played at my funeral. Okay, we're gonna write that down right now. <laughs> write down. Uh, yeah, and yes, she had a co-write on it. So. Uh... Suck on that, everyone. Mm-hmm. And I <laughs> loved the performance of the song on Onyx Hotel. Yeah. we Besides the live vocal debacle with the dubbing, mm-hmm. um, it gets a beautiful long swing, swing. with the um, the dancers. With the dancers. The, yeah. The tarps. Doing everything. Um, it's a great one. But then next up, we have one of my other favorites from this album, uh-huh. Brave New Girl. This took me a while to warm to when it first came out because it's so gay. It and really, I like yeah. almost wasn't ready for it. <laughs> uh, this is one she co-wrote as well. Uh, and she did it with Brian and Josh who did the weirdest songs on, on the end of Britney, the album, all of the weird electronic sounds. And that makes mm-hmm. sense. Cause this yeah, one is like, electronic. super electronic in retrospect. This is literally a coming out anthem. She's a brave new girl. She's going to come. She's mm-hmm. coming out tonight. But I also loved it because it was, I mean, obviously this album is so much darker and uh-huh. moodier. Yes, it and is a break. this one is kind of, yeah, it's like, it's a happy moment. You look moment. Real cute with your little red jeans. Yeah. Super bubbly and strange. I just think the way that her voice sounds on it is weird. It is. They um, they really, they take it in a in an auto-tuned way that's. Um, kind of blackout-y. It is very blackout-y. Yeah, it's chipper and strange and good. I have this on my, um, I have a playlist on my Spotify that's like um, a new chapter, like feeling new. Feeling empowered. Yeah, feeling empowered. And it's just like Celine's A New Day Has Come and Brave New Girl on repeat. Yes. (laughs) Actually, no, um, A New Day Has Come is on the playlist. It has to be. And this is And Breakaway. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. I I think we all have that playlist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It is that jam. Lastly... Yeah. The, I would say probably the, one of the most memorable Britney songs yes. for most people mm-hmm. is Every Time, the ballad. Every Time is her signature ballad, for sure. As far as pop culture reference, I think, I mean, you do have Not Yet a Girl and mm-hmm. Lucky, so it's hard to say, but... Judging by that Spring Breakers moment, I feel like it got new life from that. It did. And I think straights know it. I don't know. I'm like speaking about them like aliens, but like. She performed it on SNL. Performed on SNL. Piano moment. It's sad. Um, So for every time I have a little sidebar, I spoke to Annette Artani, who wrote it with her as a backup singer with her on the Dream Within a Dream tour. Years ago, we talked about how that happened and the whole mood around it. And I think it really puts things into context. I could read a quick quote from it because... Yes, please do. So they were... She was just doing backup for her until the last day in Mexico City. Brittany struck up conversation with her by the pool. She like 
called Annette over and pointed out that a guy was cute. And she was like making small talk with Annette and they started to become friends. So they started to form a relationship after the tour ended. You know, they had only had like professional sort of interactions Mm -hmm. until then. So Brittany calls Annette. She invited her to L.A. and then to Milan. And they went to the Donatella Versace fashion show, which there's... The rainbow dress? The rainbow dress. Stunning. Stunning. Look it up. So they um, had shared dating experiences at the time. And they commiserated because at the time she'd broken up with Justin like nine months before. But it was really fresh in the media. And Annette was just breaking up with a guy at the time. So they kind of commiserated with each other. So as a result, they began to write together. She was staying at her house in L.A. for a few weeks. They had a piano in the house, so they started writing. Then they went to Lake Como. It was Brittany, Annette, her stylist, and Felicia. They had the humongous house. It was Donatella's. And um, from those sessions came every time. It was a very organic, sad experience, but I think that's where the truth comes out, she said. And it was in large part a response to Crimea River and the radio interviews. Annette says he was talking shit about her at that time on the radio and getting personal. She had a different type of image and he was exposing stuff that she probably didn't want out there in front of her little sister. I remember her sister being mortified and her being mortified and I'm sure it really hurt her. And so every time was born. And that's the story of how every time was created. A direct response to Crimea River. Where uh, she played, I mean, she played the piano too. Yes, and, yeah. And they were this. at uh, a house with a giant piano and she came up with the melody. And to this day, producers and songwriters always say that she comes up with melodies like crazy. And she's like a, such a good top liner and like she has melodies and nobody ever believes that she's capable of doing right. that. Right, like she's never really, I don't think she ever has really been respected mm-hmm. as being an artist. Yeah. I mean, certainly not as a vocalist. She's never been respected, nope. but... I do, I mean, In the Zone as well as Blackout and Glory, mm-hmm. where I think were probably her most, where she had her hand in Touch of My Hand uh-huh. in her albums are, in my opinion, her greatest. Yes, absolutely. Um, and every time is evidence of that. It is her saddest song, one mm-hmm. of the saddest songs. And then, of course, we get the video, which... One of her best. Is one of her best and truly shocking in an entirely different way. It's the first time she's not so- shocking through something sexual. Right. So she's, this is the first, well, Lucky is the first time we're getting like a paparazzi commentary, but this mm-hmm. is the first time that it documents the real life harassment she was receiving. Yes. And the tabloids and what it's like to balance being a person and a pop star. Right. We have relationship. Yep. Psychotic, yep. mobbing, paparazzi, like relentless, angry. I mean, it's just chaotic. Yep. paparazzi media the boyfriend the fighting and then in the end we have the death yes which i think was so shocking for so many people so shocking and i think there was just like a lot of pandemonium pandemonium around the time the kabbalah bracelet looked like she had slit her wrist um like on her arm that was like one theory um the other was the blood in the back of her head like apparently yeah they thought it was like suicide right um and then there was a rumor, unless it's true, that like it was going to be pills, but I don't think that's no it. But if you watch the video, you see in the beginning when she's mm-hmm. getting mobbed, she does get hit in the head. She gets hit in the head by one of these cameras, mm-hmm. and she grab. It's very quick. But yes, she does. She does grab her head. Yeah, she's like yells and grabs and her head. You see when she's in the bathtub, she kind of it looks like she's it, like Drowning. it could be a wrist or yeah, something, yeah. but it is her. You know feeling the back of her head and that's where the blood is coming Uh from. And so it is her in a way being 
unintentionally killed yeah. by the media. Oh, how prophetic. Yeah. And then, so she goes underwater. There's like a running through the hallway, mm-hmm. hospital, baby. Angel moment. Yep. yep. And uh, she does resurface. She does. And she comes up. I remember like she comes up within a millisecond of having the nipple show. She comes up mm-hmm. so much. The boobs are like right there. I was like almost so shocked by that scene. Yeah. And she's smiling at the end. She mm-hmm. survived it. A very powerful and also a Vegas themed video. It is. Um, Palms. Death aside. <laughs> Death aside. I The look that she has with the sunglasses and uh-huh. the hair and the hat. And the hat. And the yes, shirt. Yes. And the legs. I mean, the, when I also think of this video, I just think like her legs. Yes. In this video. Agreed. Are, I mean, it, she's always had incredible legs, but mm-hmm. this video is, and the, even the dress that she has, it's just like, yeah, ugh, to die for. Yes, completely. I also, that's like the iconic visual from that, aside mm-hmm. from being naked in the bathtub. Yeah. It's a perfect, uh, perfect video and really solidified my standum as far as like standing against the press and realizing that she was being berated. And of course, this was like only the beginning. This was hardly as invasive as they would get. Oh, yeah. It's crazy Um, to think. But yeah, it definitely is. And and speaking of press, this is the year where we did have the Diane Sawyer interview, which I think is... Stan Twitter still always shows this. Of course they do. um, You know, it's like Strong Britney is the quote from this where they're talking about um, piggybacking off of what we were saying in 2002 with stages. Yeah. With the concert and the booing and Justin Timberlake and sort of all of this madness that Mm -hmm. was happening. Mm -hmm. She cracks she cracks on and she also had a death in her family at this time yes like around this time yeah and diane i mean <laughs> i will say it was a good interview it's a good interview but um, she does have a way she does have a way and and she kind of dumps it li- like literally if you do watch this interview she just all at once yeah she's like so everything awful everything what do you think about that and just dumps it on britney and she cracks yeah. and rightfully so yeah and this is instead of maybe how we would have reacted in 2018 this invites tmz culture it yeah it really does this is the start of that world yeah it's like she's saying she's not okay we're making fun of her for a breakup we're making fun of her for everything Mm -hmm. overexposed and now there's backlash right and there were other you know there were other media you know and celebrities at the time that were Obviously, this is kind of the start of across the board of this kind across, of social yeah. light media, mm-hmm. you know, moment. But she was obviously a victim of this yes. this part, and this is where it did start. It did, and she starts to address all of that in all of her music for the next several releases mm-hmm. are predominantly fuck yous and middle fingers. Oh yeah, which we'll be getting into soon. You know, all of this negativity aside. Yes, um, there were so many other highlights from this year in terms of like performances and specials and MTV had an incredible special, which I believe is in full on YouTube still called in the zone and out all night. So they had one special where it was kind of, um, I think it was around the time that she did boom, boom, me against the music. Mm -hmm. It's her talking about the album. Then the album comes out and she does the special where in New York, they traveled to 
four three different clubs. Yes. Three clubs, one gay bar. Yes. Um, one being Splash. Literally all on the same night, back to back. They jump around Manhattan. She's out till five. Literally out, mm-hmm. out all night. Kind of a normal Friday or Saturday night for most gays here. But Yeah. And they just follow her uh, yeah. throughout this one night. It's fascinating. It is one of the best specials that it's she's so ever cool. done. It's so cool. Just an artist of her magnitude going to, if you've been to Splash, RIP, you know how small that stage was. I've been. Have you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was My there. first gay club. Yeah, mine too. I got in with a fake ID before I was even 18. Oh, no. Or no, I was eight. Or no, I was 18. I was there for the Kylie Minogue premiere of Aphrodite's Mega Mix before anyone heard it. Oh. And that was like my peak of life. Uh, among, yeah, I've seen a lot of like legendary Splash moments. Splash had legendary moments like constantly. Like that was the place to go to like premiere to your gay fans. Mm-hmm. Real Housewives. Yeah. Iconically have oh my gosh. Countless. R.I.P. Uh, so we're in this special and... She does like two straight clubs, whatever. But the splash one is the best because the pandemonium is the most because everyone wants her there. Whereas at the straight club, you know, everyone's fucking straight. Yeah, they still freak out, but like they do. But it's like this one, you, we have Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny's at the door, and, and the gays are freaking the fuck out. They're freaking the fuck out, and Lady Bunny, Brittany gets out, and she's like, "Hey, honey, this is the only place you won't get hit on." <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they lead them in. And the fun thing about this special is like, I know it's like piped in and fake, but they have like the, the cameraman's like dialogue the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't see Britney. It's a sauna in here. Like we yeah. need to wipe down the lenses. And the, throughout the whole performance, they were like wiping down the lenses. Right. I mean, from a production standpoint, like now yeah. as someone who years, years, years later, I've been on the production side of the vmas before uh-huh. i work on a live show this had to have been an absolute nightmare mare for Ugh. camera people pas yeah producer i mean the sound people yeah I'm, i just think of like industry or therapy not sponsored on a mm-hmm. friday or saturday night the thought Horrifying. of getting a legend in there and knowing is, word of mouth had already happened there like you could tell that people were like freaking out yeah Cell Can you imagine? Weren't really weren't a thing. Weren't. Can you imagine now with social media? Happen. Nope, wouldn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen no. now. Because everyone, will, first of all, like when everyone's screaming and she's coming in, there's no phones going up. No. Like it would there's all like be a selfie with, like, madness. For yeah. her to sign. Yeah. So she gets to do it. She she trots around in her fake tattoo top, which is iconic. And that red mm-hmm. sexy thing and the, the like black super tight pants. And she previews Boom Boom it's me against music and boom, boom, I think I as think, far yeah. as from in the zone and she does boys and slave, I think. Um, yeah. She does slave at one point, yeah. which is the part where you see her saying how she like blacked out because mm-hmm. it was so hot. Yeah. And you see her backstage and she's like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's totally frenzied and she has about as much space as you do at a gay bar on a Saturday night. Yeah. Like imagine your drag queen where, where they perform mm-hmm. and that's, Britney Spears. Yeah, it was her performing slave. I think maybe four dancers. Oh yeah. Um, so crazy, surreal in 2003 or 2018 to imagine if Ariana showed up, like she wouldn't. It, it just no. They, I mean, you'd get mobbed. Yeah. Now, so total pandemonium. Crazy that it happened. Incredible so, special. Highly so recommend. Sad that, thank God we got the special because like there were three cell phones in the air at the whole gay bar. Yeah. Because that's about yeah. Nobody had it. So in the zone out, out all night. Um, the other also, special. 
Yeah. Is um, the ABC in the zone special, mm-hmm. which is also on a DVD. Another great moment, kind of similar to, it's like a very MTV diary meets right. um, dream within a dream DVD moment. You yeah. get like an interview segment or not an interview segment, but like a diary segment. Then you get a performance and then another segment, a performance and it's, well shot, beautiful Gotham Hall. Gotham Hall, gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's basically the fleshed out versions of the club promo performances. Mm-hmm. You get that like fan moment uh, during Toxic and mm-hmm. the, like fake the blindfold for a half second. Those are some of her best in the zone performances. Yes. Um, I would say that the performance of Boys and Slave for You from the special is also one of my favorite performances that she's ever done and mixes. Yeah. It's just incredible. It really is. Yeah. And just full on the emancipation of like sexed up knee. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole different person. And New York performing. city knee. Yeah. She should probably move back to the big apple emoji. <laughs> apple pie. <laughs> apple pie on iTunes. Um, Yeah, I just feel like she was feeling her oats so much during this era, and that's what makes it so special. It's just different. It was just a different vibe. It felt like she liked the music genuinely. Yeah. Um, And thank God we have all these specials to uh, capture all that, because otherwise it was like, I mean, it was just madness. Yes. Like, it was all criticism. It was. Yeah, speaking of criticism, um, one of the things I remember was this year she also did the NFL kickoff with the little short Bob. And I remember the, was it like an interview or something beforehand? They, yeah, she does a press junket thing with fucking Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That asshole. Where he, she's like chewing gum. That shows the, the photo of Madonna and her kissing. And she, yeah. It, is it really Tucker Carlson? I'm pretty sure. We're looking it up. Look it's it CNN up. interview. 2003. Yeah. Live from the headlines. Yep. And what could Britney Spears possibly do to top this? Would you believe she sat down to talk to Tucker Carlson? Oh my fucking God. Making Kelly is shaking. Look in his fucking confused sex face where somebody on, (laughs) there's like a meme that Tucker Carlson's face looks like somebody's explaining sex to him for the first time. That's what his face looks like constantly. Oh, he's like, so before he got fired from CNN. Yeah. What an Mm, asshole. Yeah. Interesting. So she's having none of his shit and is like chewing gum disrespectfully and like, yeah, like deservedly, like kind of almost playing up the airhead thing. I think. Yeah. During that interview. Yeah. She definitely jumped the, the, um, the legend jumped out here. The legend jumped out. Sassy knee started. Um, Sassy knee started in the press. We also get some iconic interviews, including blender. Uh, she just snaps in a lot of these interviews and she starts like addressing Christina beef, Justin drama, mm-hmm. all of it. it. That's so crazy that it was, tough. I can't get over that. Um, but yeah, anyway, the NFL bitch. seriously, um, that NFL kickoff moment, is one of my favorite slave for you mixes. Yes, we get the, the slave the ass, light ass that ass on fire remix with the pyro, which should just be an official mix. It really should be. Yeah, we get that like sassy ass move mm-hmm. as pyro's shooting out. Yeah, the light that ass needs to be like official. Make it happen, Larry. It's good. 
yeah, that's like the the highlight of NFL knee. And yeah, and then we're we're gearing up for the Onyx Hotel tour. Yeah, the one thing that, you know, similar to the 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 previous years, like the album came out and then she takes it on tour with her yes. the following year. The music videos are like a 2004 moment. Yeah. Um, the special and the commercials and then the knee and all that stuff carries over into... The knee certainly carries 2004. over. 2004. But, sure um, does. Well, speaking of knees... Speaking of knees... Should we pick a knee for... What's the knee? What's the knee for 2003? So for 2003, I'm going to have to go with gay knee. Really? <laughs> because... Uh, I just, everything about this year is gay to me just because that, or like emancipation knee. She came out as the person she truly is that year. Yeah, that's true. So I'm down for emancipation knee. I am going to say vulnerable knee for 2003. Okay. Awesome. Um, Yes. I feel like this is where I first started to connect with Brittany in terms of the the specials that we got before you got nerd mm-hmm. goofy mm-hmm. and then was a legend and everything else right this is the first time where you start to see insecure moments mm-hmm. sad moments she really started to come out as a more of like a person i think for me and i also at this point i'm obviously watching more and consuming more and catching every special and seeing every video and watching every mtv moment yeah, yeah um yeah. i really feel like i got to s- connect with her a more of as like a person this year. Oh, a little bit more personal, raw. Yeah. Like one of the things I think of, which I don't know if we, I don't think we chatted about yet at the launch of in the zone, I believe at Virgin Megastores, there was that signing. Yes. And that girl gave her that poem that she wrote or like that thing that she wrote and Brittany started crying. Yeah. And it was like one of the sweetest things yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And Brittany got very emotional here and I mean she's on camera it's on you know there's photos of it and this is I feel like the first time where we got to see a I don't know like a more human a messy side legend. to I don't I don't even think it was messy it's not messy but it just, was it's not messy yet yeah um this I think we start to saw someone who was hurting yeah, yeah like yeah, they were yeah, yeah. you know 2001 2002 megastar superstar on fire fearless and this is the first time we got where we're seeing her really upset by the backlash that she's receiving and the treatment that she's receiving. And oh, how it will accelerate. Mm -hmm. Accelerate. Come back. Come back. 2005. (laughs) Four. Oops. Pick up your 2003. Yep. Yeah. I guess that's a good way to um, make our way into 2004 by touring in the zone. Yeah. Let us know. Tweet us. Yeah, let us know uh, what your favorite song from In The Zone is and why it's not your favorite Britney album and why you're wrong. <laughs> do you stand toxic? Do you, yeah, do you stand toxic? If so, disconnect from this. Is toxic in your top 10? Yeah. I actually feel like most people we talk to now, they hate toxic. Yeah, but I would actually be interested in like a in defense of toxic also. And to well, like, I mean, I could give you a defense of toxic. But. Yeah, but I mean, like I would love to hear like, uh, why we have to rem- the remember the important parts of it that are like separate from like straight world. Was this the first time that she worked with Bloodshy? Um, yeah, this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think that's really iconic. I think, yeah, I think for me, I'm like, this is Bloodshy, and like they're yeah, great and legends. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think yeah. um we will see you guys next year. See you in 2004. Uh, you can tweet. Oh yeah, we're doing all that. Welcome <laughs> to the Onyx Hotel. Next episode. Welcome to the Onyx Hotel. See you soon. See you soon.
crazy year that was. It really was. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 